real quick before they get started on this next song there's there's a heaviness in the church and we got to get rid of it we're not worshiping another thing with paul and silas their worship affected others so even though you may not feel like it this morning somebody around you may need your worship it's it we are here to worship the king of kings Every single time we come together, we can't afford to take a day off. You don't know who's going to be affected by what's happening in this place or what's not happening in this place. Worship the Lord. He's worthy of our praise. Please press in. In the name of Jesus, every hindrance, every, every spirit of oppression right now in the name of Jesus, we bind that and we rebuke it in Jesus' name. It's got to go. This is a place where the King of Kings and Lord of Lords resides. And we as his people will worship him. We will praise him right now. Father, we will lift up your name and push all the darkness out because you are light in this place. So, Father, I pray right now that we give you everything in our worship, Father, not just for, not just for us, Father, but there are people in this place that are hurting and our worship may be the key that frees them. Father, we need to worship through our pain. We need to worship through the problems because you're in charge, Father. You are moving when we don't see it. You're doing things, Father. So, Father, I just pray that we press in right now and we worship you with everything that we have. In Jesus' name, amen. was a wretch, I remember who I was. I was lost, I was blind, I was running out of time. Sin separated, the breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your sight. So you made a way across the great divide, left behind heaven's throne to feel it here inside. There at the cross, you paid the debt I owe, broke my chains, freed my soul for the first time.
burden that we may have, we lay it at your feet, Lord. Lord, I know there's people hurting today. And I pray, God, that you would visit them in a mighty way, Lord, that they would feel your presence today, God. We know you're all powerful. And we know, God, that you are with us every step of the way. Lord, I pray that your spirit would continue to deal with people in this place. For whatever um, people are going through, Lord, you know each and every one of us. Lord, and you, you want what's best for us. So God, I pray that people would just let you into their heart today. Lord, I pray for Rick as he brings the message. I pray an anointing like never before over him, God. And I do pray, Lord, that we do see your wonders. God, we, we see this world and, and how crooked it is and wicked. And Lord, we know that you are the one that's going to be victorious over all of it, Lord. And I just pray, God, that you would be in our service, Lord. Pour your spirit out on each one of us. And I praise you, I honor you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, good morning. Good to see you all this morning. I appreciate you being here um, in the Lord's house to gather together to be encouraged. And some of you, if you're fairly new, why is Rick getting so emotional? Well, for one... It was kind of personal for me because this morning it hit me, I was talking with Glenn Lister and it hit me again how much I miss my boy. It's been over a year, but it weighed heavy on me this morning. And God reminded me in my office before church that he's got me, that he's with me, that he's, that he loves me. And that we don't walk around as Christians from a defeated place. And too many of us, again, he's talking to me this morning, get in these places in our minds and in our hearts where we are not walking around victorious. We get caught up in our feelings and our emotions and we forget how good and powerful and great that God is. We forget because we let the enemy come in and oppress us and, and, and fill our mind and weigh us down. But as we come together, that's an opportunity to be reminded of what should be in our hearts is an outflow here in our worship service together. If we're weighed down, if we're heavy, and, and I know we go through these things. I'm telling you, I lost my son. That's the worst thing that I've ever had to face in my life. But if I can praise and get in my heart who God is to me, who he's always been to me since I came to believe in his son Jesus, then an outflow of my heart of gratitude will come out in my praise, despite my circumstances. So, I just want to remind you that today, and when I feel that in the church, we got to get rid of it. We are victorious. We are fighting from a place of victory. So we have to, to, to push through those things and worship the Lord and break off the things that the enemy's trying to do to us. Amen? Amen. Kingdom come. Weak. Two, we started into this last week, and I said we're going to just, just try to get to a place where us, as a body of believers, we experience the fullness of God within the kingdom of God here on earth. 
right? God still wants to move in powerful ways. God still wants to see people come to his son Jesus and be saved. God still wants to heal people. God still wants to show miracles, signs and wonders. He still wants to do that in the earth today. And he chooses to do that through the Holy Spirit power that resides within us as believers. We just don't always fail. We, all, we don't always operate in it. We fail in it sometimes. Some of us were content with, I, I got saved and I'm going to sit and wait till I get to heaven. I don't want just that. I want everything that God has for me in my walk with him. I want people to see, I want unbelievers to see how real and powerful God is. We talked a little bit about that last week, so we're going to jump back in. Again, kingdom come. But there's a reason, I'm going to pray because I need some more prayer. (laughs) You guys just pray for me as well and pray for God to move in this place. Father, we just thank you again for being here, allowing us to be here. Father, allowing us to wake up and breathe. Father, Yahweh is the breath of God in our life, Father. And we thank you for each one of those breaths that we get to take. And Father, we ask right now that your anointing be on your word. And Father, that we would want to walk in kingdom authority, kingdom power, kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, stir us up as a body of believers, Father. Let us change our communities with your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, there's a reason that God's word is sometimes not working in our families, not working in our communities, in this nation. And it's because God is not obligated to make his word work according to how we apply it. Okay? It has to be according to his intent. And that's why Jesus said, if you go to Matthew 6, where we were last week for a little bit, Matthew 6, verses 9 and 10. This is why Jesus said, pray then like this, our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? Matthew 6, 9, 10. Now the term prayer here is actually used in a legal setting. It's a governmental word. Therefore, Jesus' words in Matthew 6 can be understood like this. When you pray, you're doing government business with the Father. Okay? So when Jesus refers to his father, he also gives the father's location. Our father in heaven sets up the next phrase that says, your kingdom come, your will be done. So where does this happen? On earth. On earth. How does it happen? By applying on earth as it is in heaven. So in this prayer, Jesus is saying that when we pray, we should not be praying, my will be done. But we should be praying that the Father's will be done. Now, the word prayer here in the Greek is prosukamai, which comes from the Greek word pros, which means motion towards a place to bring something. So literally, it means the intent of God's heart in motion towards earth. That's powerful. The intent of God's heart in motion towards earth. And when we pray, we're not praying prayers from the intent of our hearts, Like, well, Father, this is my heart for this thing. How many of you are guilty of that? Okay. No, we can't pray like that. we got to pray from God's heart. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I know some of you are going right to a scripture in Psalm. We all know that God gives us the desires of our heart. Says it, Rick. Psalm 37, 4. Let's go there. But to understand this, we have to differentiate between intent and desire. So look at this, Psalm 37, 4. 
Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So there's a progression there, right? What comes first? Desires of the heart. He'll give me them. That's what we always say, right? But it says first, delight yourself in the Lord. Then he will give you. So when your desires become God's desires, he will give you the desires of your heart. So in a kingdom, your opinion really doesn't matter too much. (laughs) I didn't say in a church. (laughs) I'll stay away from that. Only the opinion of the king matters. That's why I always say we want to do what God wants us to do. And we need to get out of the way. Right? In the kingdom of God, nobody's opinion matters but God's. And it's the purpose of the Father's heart that makes all the difference. That's all that matters. So, shifting our thinking. We're not operating in our own purpose or calling. Everything we do must be about the kingdom of God. The place where God is king. And Jesus spoke to his parents like, at, like this at a very early age. Luke 2.49. I'm going to jump around a little bit. Luke 2.49, he said to them, why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? He knew who he worked for, even though he was the son of God. He never came to this earth to give us religion. I just had a talk with somebody. They didn't respond to me, but we talked through messages and they didn't respond after that. But it's not about a religion. It is about a relationship with Jesus. Nothing Jesus did was religious. Actually, every time he encountered religious people, he usually got in trouble. Right? He would come against their system of doing things and their corruption of all that was holy. And we know that he even got violent by flipping over some tables uh, from the money changers and driving them out of the temple with a whip. He was about his father's business. And he did not come to give us religion in any capacity at all. Let's look again. We hit this scripture last week, but look again at one of his main purposes for being here. 1 John 3, 8. The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. Now, we talked about some things that we need to ask ourselves as we study, as we read the word. Um, We have to look at who's speaking, okay? And we know this is the Apostle John in this. Who's he speaking to? It's the church. And what did it mean for their culture at that time? So where John says the one who practices, John is saying that the one who practices sin is of the devil. That's pretty strong. If you're in here and you're practicing sin, you're of the devil. Now, who's speaking? Who's he talking to? What did it mean for their culture? How can I apply it to my life? When John says the one who practices sin, is the word sin plural or singular here? Singular, okay? So it's important for us to see that. Now, the phrase is of the devil. Does that literally mean that you are a devil? No, okay? It means that you are, you are following the devil and that you are under submission to him because you continue to sin. On the earth today, there are two kingdoms, right? There's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. So, so keeping this simple enough for me to understand, along with you guys, when we see sin as singular, it does not mean a bunch of sins. Instead, it means one sin. He's not talking about drinking and cussing, adultery, gluttony, gossip, 
all that stuff. He's not talking about a vast amount of sins that constitute the actions of a sin-infested world that we live in. He's using a singular as in one sin. Now, for the purpose of Jesus. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. Now, I'm I'm trying to get more into going deeper into words and their meanings. And, and one of my spiritual mentors, Dwayne, does that a lot. And it's so cool to bring things out and see those in a deeper meaning. So I'm trying, I'm trying to get deeper in that stuff. So the word purpose is the word tuta in the Greek. And it literally means for this cause, assignment. It means something that was in the mind of someone else. So Jesus appeared in the earth because of something that was in someone else's mind. Whose mind do you think that was? God's. The Father had something in his mind that caused the manifestation of Jesus upon the earth, something more than sacrifices and offerings, just like David says in Psalm 40, verses 6 through 8. You have not desired sacrifice and meal offering. You have opened my ears. You have not required burnt offering and sin offering. Then I said, Behold, I have come. It is written of me in the scroll of the book. I delight to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. And this passage of scripture refers to Jesus. It alludes to his purpose, the one that was in the Father's mind. Now back to to 1 John. We know that the one who practices sin, singular, is submitting to the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. Again, a little deeper word study. The word beginning is the Hebrew, archi. It literally means from the origin. Now, Now think about the words beginning and origin. Where does our mind take us? All the way back to Genesis and the Garden of Eden. The root of this word, archi, is archo. That means the beginning of rule. The beginning of rule is the beginning of dominion. And rule is the Hebrew word rada, which means dominion, the first practice of dominion. And the Bible says that from the beginning, from the time that dominion or rada was established, the devil sinned. And that takes us all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And, this, and Scripture is telling us because the devil sinned from the beginning, the Son of Man, Jesus, was manifested for the purpose of destroying the works of the devil. Quiet. <laughs> the word appeared. Where it said the Son of God appeared for this purpose. We know that when has Jesus existed since? The beginning. Okay, we know this. John says in John 1, 1, 2, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. In the origin, in the beginning, Jesus was the Word, and the Word was God. And then this happened in John 1, 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So we know that Jesus always was, always. We also know that when God created the heavens and the earth, the father was the thinker, he was the creator, he spoke the word and the spirit covered and created it all. So Jesus was not a new idea in the mind of the father. The father and the son are one and they have always been together as one. This word appeared in the Greek is the word phonero, which means to make visible. So Jesus, who always was, existed in the unseen realm in perfect time, and then when God determined in his heart, he made Jesus visible on the earth. 
Jesus stepped out of the invisible realm and into the visible realm in the form of a legal agent of heaven walking around on earth. God designed a body for Jesus to operate in on the earth. He had to. When we die, our spirit leaves. It cannot remain on earth. Why? Because it needs a body to operate in legally on the earth. We are body, soul, and spirit, and God created us in his image in the likeness of God. Now, when the Bible says that Jesus appeared, this word appeared does not just mean to make something visible, but to make it clear in the assignment. He knew what his assignment was. It was clear to him. He was to make light, to be a light here on the earth. The same thing we are to be doing. Be a light in the darkness. And this world is really dark right now. Now more than ever, we need to be shining the light of Jesus and destroying the works of the devil. God is light. Jesus said in John 8, 12, then Jesus again spoke to them saying, I am the light of the, of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So again, when Jesus appeared, he stepped out of the invisible into the visible as light. He was the manifestation of the intent of God's heart. And Jesus came to this earth on assignment. I'm here about my father's business. That's why I'm here. When we become believers, we are here for the father's business. Not just to sit there and say, I can't wait till I get to heaven. We have assignment here and now. And a lot of churches are powerless because they're not walking in that authority and that assignment that God's given them. They're content having our little family inside the building and not shining the light in the dark world outside of here. Whew. He did not come just to get us into heaven. That was not just his only purpose. Nowhere does Jesus say, my purpose is to get you all into heaven. And say that. He told us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our purpose in praying is to bring heaven to earth. There's a difference. We're not leaving earth for heaven. Heaven is coming to earth as we walk in this kingdom come authority. Now, I know when, certainly when we die, if a person's born again, we go to be with God. That's where my son is where his spirit is right now. And if we go to be with God, we're going to return with him when he comes back to the earth. Okay? Jesus was the forerunner of heaven's invasion of earth. And as John stated, he was on assignment for this purpose, again, to destroy the works of the devil. There are so many people wrapped up with what the enemy's doing in their life through addiction, through lust, through pornography, through whatever. There's so many things that the enemy has taken people out with that we are in here in this earth to destroy. We have the hope for those people that are hurting, that are going through things, that their lives are in a pit. We have the hope of Jesus. We have the light of Jesus to shine into the darkness of their world. We have him and we are to release him and destroy those works of the enemy. The word destroy is also a legal term. It means to dissolve a contract, to loose from something that is binding. Woo! 
is to release one from something that is binding. In Jesus' case, it was the binding contract that Adam, a man, made with the enemy. John's words here mean to loose from something binding, to dissolve a contract, to break one free. How many of you have been set free from things in your life when you came to know Jesus? Amen. Look around. We've been set free from that contract, from that thing that was binding us. We're free. Each of us, as we came to Jesus, you know what we did? We stepped into the light of Jesus. We became believers. We, we, We were empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we broke these chains off of us. And now we're free in Jesus' name. That is a miracle. That is a a wonderful work that the Lord does in our lives. And I love it that each time it happens, we're destroying the works of the devil. That's another kick in the teeth to him. He came, Jesus came to this earth to deal with sin. We're scared to deal with it. We're afraid to deal with it. When the God of the universe and the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus left us, that God sent to us, will empower us to accomplish the things that God wants us to accomplish. You say, I don't see a way. I just don't see how that can happen. I don't see how God could reach that person. Man, people probably said that about you at one time. Probably said it about me. And we got things that happened last Sunday that only God could have done. So I know he's still working, even when we don't see it. I know he's still moving, even when we don't see it. The word sin, again, Jesus came to earth to deal with sin. The word sin in the Greek is hamartano, which means rebellion. It literally means to rebel like an insurrection, to to violate God's law. So when Jesus came into the world, he stepped out of the unseen realm into the seen realm as light with the intent of God's heart to destroy those contracts that were made by Adam and loose humanity from the devil. Where was the contract made? At the beginning, at the origin of dominion. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. He was sent for the purpose of the kingdom of God and that kingdom is where God is king. And remember, purpose means something that someone had in their heart. Jesus came to fulfill what was in the heart of his Father. John 5, 19. Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. If our praise team would come back up, please. This morning, I want us to know that, and I think we do, Jesus is our example. He's our example. He was sent by the Father to fulfill the Father's desires. And and, and what's important to know is he didn't do anything on earth as God. Everything he did was as a man. A sinless man, despite the fact that he had an opportunity to become sinful many times. Hebrews 4.15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. You're going through something, he knows. He sympathizes with you, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. We're not going to get to that point. We done messed it up. Okay? No one will. 
Jesus was the only one. But he understood that his God-given purpose was to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. It was his assignment from the heart of God. And the word gospel means good news. The word kingdom is made up of two words. It's the words king and dominion. So when we talk about the word king, it means sovereign one. Majesty, the one of glory. That's what we're talking about. Psalm 24, 8. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. And the second part of this word is dumb, which is the word dominion. So when we talk about the kingdom, we're talking about the dominion of God. And here's the definition of dominion. Listen to this. It's the power to rule, to govern, exercise sovereignty or sovereign authority as royalty. Woo! Let me say it again for those people that are falling asleep or whatever you're doing. Dominion, which we are to walk in, is the power to rule, to govern, and exercise sovereign authority as royalty. Sons and daughters to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Kingdom come here on earth. Is anybody else tired of not seeing that happening? Man, my heart breaks for, for just going through the motions church. And I'm talking about me as a pastor. I don't want to go through the motions. As a, as a body of believers... As, as people that are here as well to destroy the works of the devil, we should see people saved every week. But the reason we don't is because we don't walk in the authority that God's given us. We're afraid. What if they say, no, I just can't do it. Yes, you can. Greater is he that's in you. Let him move. Let him operate how he wants to in your life. Stop being afraid. Walk in it. Any war, any rebellion, any struggle, it's a battle of opposing powers for the purpose of dominion. Guess what? In this world right now, the enemy's winning. He's winning. We were created for dominion on earth, operating under God's authority as conveyed through God's great commission to go the devil deceived man and dominion passed from from man to the devil but Jesus won it back he won it back when he was here he won it back and now we're, we're supposed to be learning how to retake possession how to go into the enemy's camp and take back what he took from you We are destined to take ground. That's in us. We are destined to advance the gospel of Jesus. Some of you are walking around every single day knowing the enemy stole things from you, but you don't know that you have the kingdom power authority to go back and get it. You can take it back. Whatever he took from you this morning, you can take it back. Go get it. Go get it. If you'll stand this morning. Jesus won it for mankind. Whatever it is that's been taken from you this morning, take it back. Take it back. 
If you're out there this morning and you're struggling with just the, the courage and the boldness to walk in the power and authority of God, first of all, get to know God. Get to know God through his word and being obedient to his word. And as you do that, something's gonna rise up inside of you that says, why am I afraid? Whom shall I fear? If God is for me, who can be against me? Right? We've got to walk. We've got to say kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And we need to walk in that as a church, as a people. Because people are dying and going to hell right around us every single day. So as we open up the altars this morning for healing, for salvation, if you don't know Jesus, please come. If you need courage, you need the boldness, you need to walk in that authority that God has already placed inside of you. We gotta take some things back from the enemy. Some of you have spent years years thinking about things that he's taken from you you need to take it back take it back this morning if you need prayer for anything or again if you just want that courage and that you want to walk in that power again in love towards people then please come this morning as we pray father we we thank you again for your holy spirit and father now we're asking for holy spirit to move on people's hearts and lives. Father, I know you still want to heal. I know you still want to do miracles. I know you still want to draw people to your son through the power of the Holy Spirit. So right now as we pray, as we worship, as we worship, Lord, we are setting the atmosphere for you to move right now in this building called Orchardville Church, Father. Move in this place, Father. I pray for anyone that is not interested in seeing you show up, Father, not in a mean way that they just be dismissed and head out because we're about the Father's business right now. And we want you to have your way in this place, God. We don't want distractions. We don't want hindrances. We want you to move. Father, change hearts and lives in this place right now in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to worship. And I encourage you, it's, it's just not a time for coming to the altar it's a time to press in and to worship like i said before somebody around you may need to hear your song somebody may know what you're dealing with right now and when they see you worship that's part of the reason i still I, I was still lifting my hands after jackson passed away because i want you guys to know that god still got me no matter how much i'm hurting in here he's still worthy of my praise and somebody may need to know that today they may see you and say, my goodness, they're going through such a hard time, but they're still worshiping him. So press in this morning, worship him, pray, come and seek the Lord. If he's calling you up here and let him have his way in this place. In Jesus name, amen. Through the darkness
never gonna let me down You're never gonna, you're never gonna Never gonna let me down You're never gonna, you're never gonna let me down